episode 47 of the show coming in hot from uh, from the official SoCo Show studios here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, I say official because we now have a sweet-ass sign <laughs> to uh, commemorate the, the location uh, that our buddy Mike made for us. Mike, uh, if you remember, was on our show way back in September. Uh, we had a wedding day episode. Um, where yeah, we, Cody and I finally tied the knot. We did. We tied the big gay knot, and uh, <laughs> and Mike made us a sign. He engraved some uh, a piece of slab of wood, and uh, it says the SoCo Show right on it. And we got it hanging up in in the studio here. So looking uh, right at it, I think uh, officially we can uh, we can say that we're in SoCo Show Studios. Uh, this, of course, is Squirrel Nuts. I'm joined as always <laughs> <laughs> by Seth Ott. Uh, so does that mean for the month uh, the the show is called the So Squirrel Nuts Show? No, it is not. Um, maybe the So Quo Show would be more because Quo could. Anyway, that's not gonna. No, happen. that was dumb. It's fuck you, dude. Uh, Forty-seven episodes uh, coming up on yet another Octiversary. Yep, yet uh, next week for episode forty-eight. But that's true. We got some shit to talk about today uh, for episode forty-seven. We'll get to a whole bunch of news. Uh, maybe review some shit. And uh, a lot of fun will be had. Uh, before we get into anything, though, let's start with with this. Um, uh, Seth brought a Seth brought a piece of audio in. Uh, I haven't heard this yet, but uh, I, I can see by the title of the file uh, about what it's uh, what it's going to talk about. Seth, you want to set the clip up? Yeah. yeah so the, this could. I thought this is kind of it's, it's kind of a TV news, but actually, I mean, really, it's just kind of an overall funny bit of news. Uh, so the show Lethal Weapon. I don't know if you heard this news at all, but they recast the the co-lead. So it's Damon Wayans Jr. and an actor named Clayne Crawford. Mm -hmm. And so they recast Clayne Crawford's role because of some onset issues that were going on. Apparently he's a big old dickhead. And so Sean William Scott's now the the new lead. But they they stopped it basically in the middle of the season and and reshot it, but or are now shooting new episodes. But some uh, audio leaked from the set of of the show uh, in between takes of of Damon Wayans and and uh Clayton Crawford arguing uh while they're setting up for like a car scene so that I wanted to I heard this earlier this week and I, I thought it was funny so I wanted to lead it in okay here here goes the clip you know I've seen handle hits better than you did yesterday right? Suck my <laughs> I mean that was the biggest move I think I've yeah, ever seen you're the biggest crybaby I've ever met in my life yeah, come on suck this I mean, how does it feel to only be in the game because you're <laughs> You can't catch a lot of that because of the bleeps, but um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's telling he's telling Wayans that he's only in the game because his brothers are, yep. and Damon Wayans just keeps telling him to suck his dick. dick. <laughs> Ironically oh enough, that actually sounds exactly what a car ride with me and you sounds like. So pretty pretty accurate, yeah. uh, I would say. A lot of a uh, lot of. Uh, request for fellatio whenever you and I get into a disagreement. Uh, like I said, we got a lot of shit to jump into. We're going to start... Well, Seth, I don't know where we're going to start. Let's start... Are we going to have a chic tweet? Or are we going to have some Gary Busey craziness? Well, I actually did I did find a good chic tweet. So. Oh, the chic! The chic <laughs> didn't let us down! <laughs> It's not great, but it's good enough. All right, bring him back. She tweets. I call you a punk. I just like the music, honestly. <laughs> Hashtag my bucket list in five words: breaking Hulk Hogan's fucking neck. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, what was? Did I send you one? 
Yeah. Find the one I sent you. Just read. I, I like that one. Read that one, too. <laughs> Other than breaking Hulk Hogan's fucking neck. <laughs> you, are, you are never too important to tell someone to go fuck themselves. Hashtag Wednesday Wisdom. That's the, the best part about that one is that it's Wednesday Wisdom. <laughs> Everyone should be inspired by that one to be wise on Wednesday. Um, I think what, we, what we've decided to do is the Sheik, even though he has brought us a good tweet this week, he is on probation. Mm-hmm. So now, from now on, every week, Seth will be assessing uh, some Gary Busey craziness and some Iron Sheik tweets. And every week we'll come at you with one or the other, depending on who did it best. So uh, keep an eye out on upcoming shows for Gary Busey craziness slash Sheik tweets. Today, of course, it was the Sheik. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Uh, of course, as you know, you can go out there, uh, hit the link in the description, and you're going to get your first 30 days of Audible plus one book credit for free. Free? And, uh, of course, you, you've heard our long list of, of recommendations. Uh, most recently, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck was the last thing I read. I know um, Jared also gave that a recommend. At Jared Buckendall. So make sure you check that one out as well. Uh, Seth's still working on Orphan X. No, I finished it. You finished it? I finished What'd it. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. Another another good installment in the Orphan X saga. It's getting big now. Uh-oh. Yeah. Orphan X is getting big, and, yeah. and Seth is listening to the whole thing. Because he did, has an Audible subscription. I did, and I just started a new one as well. Um, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, so this book uh, that I am that I started recently is called One Second After. Have you heard of this book? No. So it's written by someone who was previously in the, in the military, worked for the government or something along those lines. But it's fiction, but he used his research that he's gathered over the years and he's talked to people in, in the field of what would happen if one of our enemies uh, basically employed an EMP over America and okay. electricity was just gone and how we would, how our lives would go on and how it could, how like wars could be started over with that and, and how we'd be basically defenseless. And so it's it's like a real life take. Um, there was a, a senator, I think Newt, Gring, Newt Gingrich. <laughs> he wrote an intro for it and talked about the validity of everything as well. And yeah, there's actually like there's a lot of scientific research done for it. But I think it's really interesting because I love apocalyptic or post apocalyptic stuff. Of course, still and, watching Walking Dead. Yeah, that's true. But I, I I specifically like ones like there was a show called Revolution. Which sucked after the first season, but um, power went out. Power went out, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 kind of figuring out why. So this is more of a real life look at it. I always like that, just kind of see how the world would be if we didn't have this or this, or if you know that something like that happens, zombies or monsters or quiet places. Another example. So uh, this really caught my attention. I'm a couple chapters in. I'm I'm really liking it so far. So there you go. What's the name again? One. Hold on. Let me check again. Because there's like there's multiple books in the series, okay. so. I keep getting it mixed up. One second after. There you go, folks. One second after. Uh, if you get yourselves out to audibletrial.com slash SoCo, uh, you're going to be able to check that one out for free. <laughs> <laughs> we, of course, are going to jump into the show, but not without playing some games. We love games around here, so let's let's jump into it. So, of course, we have another round, Seth, of uh, one of America's favorite games, Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. Hey. Is that the sounder? 
I haven't made it yet. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Rip Torn Dirty Porn, America's new favorite game show that's sweeping the nation, hosted by Chris Hardwick. Uh, so this week, Rip Torn or Dirty Porn? Chris Hardwick? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Tyler Nixon. Tyler Nixon. Okay, so uh, for for the folks at home who aren't familiar with the game, Tyler Nixon is either a character played by Gary Busey. No, Rip Torn. Or, sorry, is either a character played by Rip Torn or a porn, a porn star. Yeah. Okay, the name again is Tyler Nixon. Tyler Nixon. Oh, man. That's a generic name. It's not as dirty as the one last week. <laughs> um... It's a coin flip, really. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that that gentleman is a porn actor. <laughs> he is a porn actor. Yeah! <laughs> two for two on Rip Torn. two for two on Rip Torn and Dirty Porn. I know a lot about Rip Torn. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, at least half of the uh, half of the subjects in that game I am very knowledgeable of. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, move on from there before I uh, further... In, um, further uh, implicate myself well let's see here what are some uh movies that he's been in yeah tyler nixon quick. what do we got what's uh what kind of stuff is he in uh most recently he break <laughs> most recently he was in amish girls three <laughs> uh he was in a, a tv series called big tits at school uh, okay and uh of course his 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 title role or not his title role but his most well-known role elsa jean fucks her spying stepbro oh was he the stepbro I have no idea. Or what, did he do a little... Uh, yes, he was step bro. He was a step oh, no, bro. No, no, never mind. It doesn't, doesn't say that, actually. I just love how IMDb has uh, porn. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I mean, it's film. You know what's funny? Uh, and I'm almost definitely going to cut this out of the show, but I think I've seen some of those big tits at school videos. <laughs> keep that in. <laughs> oh, I can't keep it in. I think my mom listens sometimes, and this would be the one she would listen to. No, that'd be great. I'm uh, so sorry, mom. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to keep that in because it's too funny. Uh, but I am highly embarrassed. He played uh, the Flash in Justice League Triple X. Okay. Yeah, he's got a, he's got quite a resume. Tyler Mom's Nixon. A, another TV show called Moms in Control. Okay. Sneaky sex doesn't sound good. No, it's probably not. <laughs> oh, here we go. The Breakfast Squirting Club. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not even like a. I like it better when they're puns. Tiffany squirts on her. Hu- her <laughs> Tiffany squirts on her stepbrother's cock. That's a movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's get creative, porn industry. (laughs) There's some great ones. Diary of a Nanny, Volume 8. Jesus. We already have the explicit tag. I don't want to have any sort of fallout from talking about porn for an hour. (laughs) Forbidden Affairs, Volume 7, My Son's Wife. You need to fucking quit, Seth. This segment segment is over. Let's get into the show. It's never over. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm flustered. Get video games. Video games. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, don't read another porn thing. We're talking about video games. Do you now, remember so. the porn video game? Uh, fuck. Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't that. play it, but I, I yeah. remember everyone talking about how you could see boobies in it and stuff. Yeah, you can see boobies. There's a semen. There's a semen game where you swim with the semen. Well, that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about that video game today. Okay. But as we uh, suspected last week, the day after we recorded, there was Fallout news. <laughs> Bethesda did did come out and announce their next project. Uh, we're looking at a, a title of uh, Fallout 76. 69. No, it's 76. 
And it looks like it's going to be a, sort of an online, big world, survival. multiplayer survival game. Yeah. Uh, I know that you haven't really been a big uh, Fallout fan in the past. Does the add-in of multiplayers potentially running into some other folks in the game, does that uh, entice you a little bit more? No. <laughs> it's a big fat no from Seth. Yeah, I don't really care. I know people have big boners over it, and I understand, you know, why, why people do. And, yeah, it's just not for me. It's like it's kind of like Star Wars. You know, I understand it, but, I mean, it's, I'm not fully bought in. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, yeah, it, probably not something I'm going to check out, but I do know a couple of Fallout fans that are pretty excited about this. Uh, and, you know, that, that massive uh, sort of uh, open world game uh, for multiplayer has is, is been pretty popular. So Bethesda could have a hit on their hands. We'll see. Uh, more to come this weekend as we get into E3 coverage. Uh, Bethesda's uh, press conference will, of course, be on Sunday the 10th. And uh, I know, Seth, that we had a little bit of news around PlayStation and their upcoming press conference at E3. Yeah, nothing yet, but they're they're teasing that three new games will be announced before the conference even. So that, I think that kind of still bleeds into what I was talking about a few weeks ago, where they're going to focus on the games as opposed to like a big show uh, that you typically see with an E3 conference. So they'll people will know about them ahead of time, and then they'll show more in depth at the show. So pretty excited. I, I don't know what to expect. Um, selfishly, I'm hoping for like a... Uh, Horizon, maybe a Horizon 2 announcement or like another Uncharted installment without Drake or something like that. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Not a lot coming out yet from Xbox, but uh, I'll, I'll certainly keep an eye on that. Well, I did hear one one uh, potential announcement uh, for it might not be Xbox. It might just be the studio in general. Uh, but there's leaked images of Hitman 2. Okay. So the, the uh, episodic game that you that I know you were into. Uh, so is this something you'd be shelling out another $10 each time for? You know, uh, I bought the first Hitman, and I bought the package that come with all of the episodes. Mm. Um, I didn't play a ton of it, but I do like it. I am a big fan of Hitman. It really just is a big puzzle game, and uh, I really did enjoy it. Actually, the the last Hitman featured a... Uh, an episode where you could you could assassinate <laughs> our friend of the show Gary Busey. Ah, no, you can't. <laughs> you can never kill Gary Busey. That's a spoiler. Um, so yeah, I, I, this is something I'll probably check out. Uh, I certainly want to get back into the first one before I uh, think about diving into the second one. But I'm glad. Anytime there's more Hitman, I, I'm a fan. I think it's a good game, and, and people enjoy it. Yeah, nothing official yet, but uh, some some images kind of came out of the logo. So there there's speculation that it'll get announced. Lots of exciting stuff. I'm sure next week we'll we'll be featuring quite a bit of. E3 reactions and coverage, so uh, come back next week to hear more about that. All right, the finals in the NHL and NBA are still underway. Let's talk about them in sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. LeBron finds himself down 0-2 after the most heartbreaking uh, last week in Game 1 of the finals, the most heartbreaking end of a game I've seen uh, where J.R. Smith just completely fucks him up in the last couple seconds, and they lose game one in overtime. (laughs) Warriors came out and handled their business in game two. Steph Curry sets a record for the most threes, and the Warriors win by 20. Series is going to shift back to Cleveland, though. Um, But Cleveland down 0-2. Seth, you giving them any sort of chance here? (laughs) Well, the last time I said that, the Cavs didn't have a chance. (laughs) So, yes, I'm going to say that again, just hoping that the same thing happens. No, I I definitely don't see the, the Cavs doing any sort of damage maybe maybe sneak a game in there um but before maybe you know extend it to five but 
I doubt it at this point. I, I just watching game one, seeing how spent LeBron was after that game. Um, and then game two, I didn't even watch game two because I figured what was going to happen was going to happen is that mm-hmm. they were just out of energy. And you know that that locker room is probably not in a good state right now with everything that happened at the end of game one. And just how like LeBron, after he had his, his post-game interview where he just walked out like he was pissed. And there's there's no way he's happy with with that team right now. Um, there's no I, there's no way he comes back next season in my mind. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't give him much of a chance. Yeah, that's what a lot of folks are saying. He's got one foot out the door. I don't know. We'll see. I think he's too competitive um, to not absolutely do what he can to try to get him at least a game. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll put up huge numbers, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see them winning. <laughs> yeah, I think that when you come out and play as well as the Cavs, I think the Cavs played as good a game as they could have in game one. And to come out and still lose that game is very debilitating. So uh, I think maybe they get one at home, but I don't think this is getting past five games. I agree with you. Uh, and my hope is that LeBron moves on. I just I think he needs something new. Um, you got to feel for the guy to get to the finals nine times, and he's only won three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm hopeful that they, they make it a series, but um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, by the time this episode drops, game three will have happened. So uh, who knows? Maybe it's a two to one, or maybe it's three zero, and the series is about to end this weekend. We'll see. we'll see, and and we'll be here uh, to talk about it next week. NHL finals are going on. Seth, you've watched more about this than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what have you thought about the series so far? Capitals leading three one right now. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I was really hoping for more of a back and forth series between between the two teams, uh, but after the first game was great, and then. The last, obviously, the last three have just been kind of pretty lopsided, especially this last game. So, uh, yeah, the, the Capitals up 3-1. Goes back to Vegas uh, with this next game. But it, just watching those games, it just seems that the Capitals are, they're more they're more aggressive. Uh, they're, they have the best player in hockey on their team with uh, Ovechkin. And uh, their goalie is playing lights out right now too so you think that the the knights had the better advantage with having mark andre Fleury, but that hasn't been really the case uh the these last three three or so games so yeah i i again i the, the capitals only have to win one out of the next three games to to win it all so i i really don't see the knights unfortunately i think the cinderella story will have to have to end uh one of these next three games yeah we shall see it would be quite the end to that cinderella story if they could come <laughs> back from down three one uh, and win three straight and get the Stanley Cup. Um, game four, game five is on the way. Uh, when are they playing that one? I think that's tomorrow, Thursday. That'll be or that'll, not tomorrow. That'll be Wednesday, th- Thursday. Okay, Sorry. so um, Thursday night. Thursday night. So again, by the time this episode comes out, uh, we may have a Stanley Cup champion, and we'll talk about the finals a little bit more next week. Uh, of course, this SoCo is su- uh, supporting the Golden Knights, so hopefully they can go out and find a way to get it done. Um, but we shall see. Both the Cavs and the Knights have their backs uh, kind of against the wall here. So who knows uh, how the next week turns out. We may Both seasons may be over by the time we get back here uh, to the uh, official SoCo Show studios. From there, let's jump over and talk a little TV. That's what she said. TV. Yes, I got a couple things, uh, of course. You know, as it has been the last few months, I got a got a bit of a TV corner ah, uh, yes. this, this week. But a couple uh, pieces of news. I know one that you're probably excited about here, uh, just because I know you're a big fan of him. Jordan Peele, I uh, had that TV deal a while back. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, uh, exclusive TV deal that is now exclusively with Amazon. Right. So that'll be on Prime. Uh, that that just went official. So uh, he'll have. I'm sure he'll have quite a bit of creative freedom over there. 
Uh, what do you expect to see out of that that Amazon deal? Well, I know they're working on, uh, is it Twilight Zone, right? Yeah, I don't think that's part of it, though. Okay, that's something else? Maybe. I could be wrong, though. Well, I do hope that it's something in that vein. Uh, I think he's shown with Get Out that he can think sort of outside the box and tell and give a message in, an, in a creative and interesting way. Um, so I would like to see something in the vein of a Twilight Zone, maybe something uh, anthological or just something kind of trippy, mm-hmm. I think, was what we'll get. I, I don't I don't know this. But I feel like that's probably where he's more comfortable than than in realism. Um, so you know, maybe there's another sketch show that he's some sort of producer on in the vein of of Key and Peel. I don't know. Um, I do know this though. Whatever it is that he does come out with, uh, I'll be I'll be checking it out. Yeah, it's nice that he's on a streaming platform like that because he will have a lot more freedom, especially Amazon. Uh, yep. They're independent. Independent movies they've had in the past have been pretty free. So. Uh, we had last week a bit of news with Roseanne. Uh, well, not a bit of news, a lot of news with <laughs> her, her show getting canceled. And there's already been talks about bringing it back, not Roseanne, but as a spinoff of Darlene. And okay. uh, since she was kind of the one to bring back the show in the first place, uh, the actress, uh, they have now are in talks with her. And uh, a lot of people from the original cast are still very interested. John Goodman is kind of the head of that. He's very, very interested in, in coming back. Is this something do you think... You, you'd you'd still you'd see a lot of success with, or do you think kind of the way that everything went down, that there's there's going to be a lot of people on you know the conservative side who tune out now that we're originally tuning in. We won't get 20 million views anymore. We'll get 10 million or something like that. Yeah, I think it definitely makes it makes it a, a weird spinoff. I, I don't know. I, I don't think Roseanne was. This is a really difficult question. I I think fans of the show will return to it for the side characters. Mm-hmm. I think they'll still be pissed that it's not the same show. I think the show will will definitely take a different direction, um, and it will be very much less conservative. It may mm-hmm. still be conservative, but not as obviously so as it has been. No, I, I don't. Th- I I don't think it'll be conservative. Uh, I think that the actress who plays her is is more liberal, mm-hmm. from what I understand. So, and I know John Goodman is is pretty liberal as well. So, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, this whole Roseanne thing, will it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. I do, you know, one of the things, and we talked about this way back with Kevin Spacey and, and House of Cards uh, at the time was potentially going to end. There's a lot of people whose job is this show. Mm-hmm. So if they can find a way to make it work in a way that that works and keeps people having jobs, then sure, I'm in support of it. Um, you know, it's just when, when, when people have effect on everyone else's well-being that's what sucks the worst about these situations so mm-hmm. hopefully they can figure out a way to keep these people uh, working yeah it's something stupid too i just saw uh roseanne has been offered by one of the the major porn sites uh of course an offer to be in porn so something i don't think anyone wants to see <laughs> just and then a little bit of we get so, so a little bit more premiere news i know it's been slowing down a little bit but uh they announced that Orange is the New Black uh, season six will premiere July twenty seventh on Netflix. So uh, a little bit a little bit of news there. They had a small little promo uh, at the end of the last season. The 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 prison they are in is is kind of in, in disarray. So it seems like they might be moving on from that prison. So really, we'll see. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Let me ask you this about Orange is the New Black. Um, they're 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 far beyond the source material now. Um, They've gone in some kind of extreme directions. Mm-hmm. Is it about is it about time for them to start packing it in? I, I think that the show has remained with with quality pretty good. Uh, honestly, I, there there are enough characters. That's the thing too is they've. Or you see a lot of shows like this. They'll stick with you know kind of the 
some of the characters, you know, two or three characters, and they'll get pretty stale. And the show's done a good job of not making them all stay because there's so many characters they can focus on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever get too stale on the characters. And the characters that they do have have changed, you know, in, in good ways, just subtly. That makes it still still entertaining. It's not my favorite show by any means. And I, I liked the first couple seasons a lot more. Uh, but I still think it's still entertaining enough where and it has enough of a fan base where I don't think it needs to completely end right away. And, and now they're changing up kind of where the set, the scenery will be a little bit too. So uh, we'll see how this season goes. You know, maybe they jump the shark with the season, but at the end of last season, I, I still was entertained by it and wanted to see, see more. Yeah, we'll see. Um, not a show that I'm into, but you know better than I would. So um, who knows? Maybe, I don't know who, and Netflix does seem to, they don't really ever seem to jump the shark with their shows. Mm-hmm. They'll end them if they get bad. So uh, if they keep putting it out, it must keep being good. So we shall see. All right. So we don't talk a lot uh, on the show about WWE to this point, uh, but we are fans of it. And more importantly, this is, I think, big news. Um, WWE has been, um, the TV rights have been owned by USA for quite some time, um, but they have recently lapsed. And SmackDown, which is uh, one of the two main WWE shows, has been acquired now by Fox in like a billion dollar deal. Mm -hmm. It's a big TV deal, especially just for one show. Uh, a three-hour show, but still. Two, um, SmackDown's two. Two-hour show, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a, a two-hour show, but even so. Um, now, Fox, of course, is in the middle of this Disney merger. They're going to lose a lot of their original programming, and they're going to WWE here. It seems like their focus in general has been to, to be sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, and and so tell me a little bit about what you think about Fox's new direction, emphasizing sports, and, and what role you see WWE plays in that that new direction well i from what i understand too because they're they're losing the ufc as well foxes uh they've had ufc for probably f- five years now or so they're lo- the ufc is going over to espn so that's a big reason that they're picking up wwe uh is that they they want kind of that that built-in audience again so that'll that'll be happening they, they still have a pretty big sports backing like you mentioned with with now wwe with um They'll have NASCAR and they'll still have football, of course. So, they, I mean, they are going to be primarily sports focused. Uh, WWE is actually, it sounds like the SmackDown show is going to go back to Friday nights now, too, which I think okay. is ca- kind of interesting. Interesting move, yeah. Because Friday night's not a big TV time. Uh, I, I think it would suit better for a Thursday uh, show if they're looking to get ratings off of it. Because roughly two to three million people a week watch watch SmackDown as it is now, which is a, you know, it's not a huge number, but it's, it's definitely solid and consistent, probably more than what most of their Thursday shows are being watched currently. So, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it'll be interesting, interesting to see what happens with their programming, uh, come the, the merger with Disney or Comcast, whoever acquires them. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting and we'll have to keep an eye on this as things go forward. Uh, just this whole Disney Fox thing is I think just going to throw a big wrench into a lot of people's shit and things a year from now or two years from now are going to look a lot different. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't actually even say Disney Fox because it is Comcast has made a really big push too. So, uh, they, they're offering all cash for their deal, uh, which is like 60 billion in cash instead of the, the, he, uh, the Disney offer is like it's like 70 billion with stock options or something like that and and fox has said in the past they would want they would prefer all cash for this deal which duh Mm -hmm. um so it's not a done deal by any means and 
and Comcast is making a big push, which is Universal. So it'd be Universal and 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 Fox instead of Disney and Fox. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, we will keep an eye on that. Uh, that's it for news. Let's give the people what they want, Seth. We got a we got a TV corner to get to. That's a my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Woo indeed. <laughs> I don't know why I always I know that sounder and that time it just it just tickled my phone bone. <laughs> so, uh, from one talking about Fox, this show used to be on Fox and now is on Netflix. Uh, Arrested Development had its latest part of a season. Uh, come out a couple weeks ago uh, season five part one as i understand it i don't because i know with like some of their shows they've said parts and then just ends up being that season and they released the next part as another entire season i don't know it's confusing but uh so rest development season five part one uh so we had the the last season come out what probably two three years ago something mm-hmm. like that yeah it's been a while kind of a hiatus uh, i know a lot of people had issue with that season we talked about it a little bit uh, when they announced the remix of the the fourth season, where it was the, a lot of the cast was uh, basically in and out and filmed uh, at different times, and they focused on just one one character in the episode as opposed to the whole family. Did away with that this season. Season five has is more of a focus on the the family as a whole and kind of getting that ensemble back, which was a very welcome welcome. Uh, basically change from the last season uh the the show the story picks up right where season four left off uh we had it was at the end of the the cinco de cuatro party (laughs) (laughs) and uh some some stuff's going down with lucille too which is uh buster's hot thing uh played by lisa lampanelli or not lisa lampanelli uh oh fuck what's her name lucille ball played by lucille ball oh yeah yeah. she's played by by lucille lucille ball at least enough Lampanelli would have been a much different show. Um, so, as I mentioned, we get everyone back, which is really, which which is really a, a great revival from from the original three seasons. Uh, the 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 four season really missed out on having that because that's really when the show thrives is when they're all together. Uh, you get a lot of that that back and forth and kind of some of those inside jokes and they really play off each other really really well. So I, I do like do like that a lot of the season was back to them. Uh, we had a lot of uh, pairings too uh, throughout the season. We had some Job and uh, Michael Bluth pairings. We had some Job and George, uh, who is Jeffrey Tambor's character. Uh, we had uh, Maybe and and George Michael, which is uh, Michael Sarah's character. I don't know who plays Maybe actually, but uh, it was it was good because because it re- it did really return to form with with this season. Uh, there is there is some really funny uh, like back, that. I think the thing the show does the best is play off the background uh and play off <laughs> yeah. kind of like the the just the things you wouldn't see off, off like first viewing or if you don't have like the keen eye uh some stupid little things that made me laugh were like uh tobias who is easily my favorite character in the show played by david cross uh he there's be scenes when they're like all they're all together and someone's sitting on like a couch or a chair and tobias goes to sit on like the leg of it or kind of like the back of a chair and they'll cut away and you'll hear like a bunch of uh like a knocking around and stuff <laughs> and it'll go back to where he was and the character the character whose chair was sitting on the character stands up and Tobias is on the ground because he chipped, tipped the chair over <laughs> <laughs> just shit like that really makes me laugh um, we had a lot of really fun guest guest stars uh, my favorite though is definitely Kyle Mooney 
from <laughs> SNL. He was he was a he played a, a really funny role where he played uh, an actor who didn't really want to be an actor, but Tobias had recruited him to be an actor, basically playing all of the characters in the show at some point. So he he played like Buster, he played Michael, he played um, he played. Oh, Portia de Rossi's character, who's a Lindsay. <laughs> so he, he played all these different characters, which is funny. Um, so th- those are some things I, I really liked about the show. Uh, some things I didn't like uh, about the season, It there was times where it got too political. And it's kind of annoying me that this is coming in and out of comedies. But they mentioned Trump several times. And, like, not a fan of Trump at all, of course. But i i I watch shows to escape from that unless it's about politics i watch shows to escape from that stuff you know and they they took shots at him several times some of which were very funny and i laughed but it kind of took me out of the show sometimes so uh, i'm getting kind of annoyed with and and this is another show it's doing in another netflix show that just came out too where they're taking shots at trump and it's like move on you know we we Mm -hmm. all we all get it and it just it just takes me out of it. Also, too, another thing which I thought a was it was funny at first, and then it happened too much. Was that there was there was times where the characters were clearly green screened. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Into the episode, and it happened in season four as well. But season five, it happened quite a bit more. Almost all of Portia de Rossi scenes were green screened in, and she wasn't in a ton of the season. Also, uh, <laughs> part of the part of the show I really liked. Ron Howard was in a, a pretty good amount of the season. And he's, if you don't know, he's the the voiceover guy mm-hmm. for for the show. So you know the it's a story about a family who desperately needs to stay together. That stuff. Um, the intro. He's the voiceover guy, but he also plays a role in the show. Okay. As Ron Howard, and a lot of his scenes were green screened, obviously, because I think he's probably this is filming towards the end of towards the end of Solo, I'd assume. But uh, and and uh, so he had a lot of scenes with where he's green screen and then there's a couple scenes where it just seemed like they were they were out of place they only had like one of the one of the rest of development actors in there and then they had like ron howard and isla isla fisher played his daughter oh uh, yeah i remember seeing that yeah so um so it just seemed like that a lot, some of his scenes were out of place i liked him in this in the show but he just seemed out of place and especially the green screen and stuff it just didn't seem right but uh as a whole, I, I thought this return return to form from from the first three seasons, uh, other than some some minor things. I, I really enjoyed this the season, so I'm excited to catch the second part. Should be another eight episodes. I think it's a total of sixteen. So the first first eight have aired, and they're short. They're, they're about twenty two to thirty minutes, so okay. you can burn through it pretty quick. And and uh, it's not a show that you necessarily have to think hard about. I mean, there's some inside jokes and some things you you want to keep up on, but the show does do a good job of recapping a lot. So. Uh, I'd say if you're a fan of the show, definitely check it out. Now, this is, I, I gotta say, I'm a little bit surprised uh, that you're liking it this much, but just because I know how much of a shit show it was to get this shot, and you're mentioning, like, the green screenery, <laughs> yeah. and it's so hard to get all this cast together now. Uh-huh. Um, do you, other than maybe some of that green screen stuff, do you notice any of that just production nightmare that this must have been? Uh, not this time. Season four, definitely you notice it mm-hmm. 100%. But this season five, other than the green screen stuff, uh, which I think some of it, it does, like at first when they were doing it, I thought it was funny because it's, it's that's that's the show. The show is very self-aware, um, very self-referential and knowing it's a show. And so it, they'll even like do little nods at it. Like there's a part where, where Lindsay, uh, Portia de Rossi's character is, she's supposed to be in the same room with everyone, but she's like getting interviewed. So they keep changing the camera between 
um, her, and she's like doing facial reactions, just her. Mm-hmm. And you can see everyone in the background because of the green screen. So like there's that. There's also Ron Howard. <laughs> so the scenes, again, it's like full screen on him. You can completely tell it's a green screen. But then when they flip back to he's talking with like Michael, um, there's an actor who is clearly not him. Like it's not like a completely different skin color, but you can tell it's like fake beard <laughs> and different like baggy clothing and stuff. So um, it, that can be funny, but it also can, can get kind of annoying, too, when like you constantly see it and especially like portrait Portia de Rossi, uh, her character. So yeah, that's, um, you scared me for a second. You were like fucking staring hardcore. Sorry. I, was, I started as long as I was trying to think of what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like dying or something. <laughs> no, I'm not dying. Uh, but I am fucking exhausted. Um, well, good, good. I, I'm glad that you're still enjoying the show. Uh, we'll still have the second half of this season, um, coming up soon. Do we have a release date? Did you say? No, no release date yet, okay. as far as I know. We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Arrested Development still getting uh, the thumbs up. It's a recommend from Seth here in the TV Corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Yes, yes, yes. Woo. Let's talk movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. We have uh, a new trailer, at least a couple new I trailers. I have five trailers. There are five trailers uh-huh. uh, that Seth is going to talk about in a second. I got a review. We got a movie review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth is going to fucking just run the movie section today. <laughs> uh, he did his homework and I did not. <laughs> um, I, I will. You know what? I'll start. Um, I did. I watched the trailer. What trailer? I watched the trailer for Bumblebee. Oh, God. So did I. Uh, Bumblebee is now the new Transformers spinoff. It's going to have John Cena and Haley Steinfeld. Bumblebee, of course, the yellow Camaro that you're familiar uh, with seeing in the um, Shia LaBeouf uh, Transformers movies. Maybe it's just because I've not really watched a trailer in a long, long time, but I kind of dug this Bumblebee thing. Mm. Um, I like Bumblebee as a character in Transformers. I think it's interesting that he can't talk and he kind of uses the radio. There's an allusion to that in the trailer. I like Haley Steinfeld. Uh, looks like John Cena might be some sort of villain in mm-hmm. this movie, which I did not That's see what I was coming. Catch into. Uh, pretty excited to see how he might, how his turn might be in that role. Um, I am confused about where this lies in the timeline. Eighties. Okay, so it's the past. It's mm-hmm. in the eighties. Okay, yep. so it's before everything we know about Transformers. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this is a movie I will. I will maybe check out. I, I'm leaning in on this one. Uh, I wanted to watch the trailer to see what the mood was like. And I, you know what? Honestly, I like the first few Transformers movies. I had a fun time at those. Um, I haven't watched the last couple, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do here. It, it's more of a morbid curiosity, I think, than anything else. But uh, seeing this trailer, I'm I'm more likely to see it now than if I hadn't seen the trailer. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, what, did you, I, what did you think of this one? I I don't think it was a bad trailer, but I'm just, I don't care. I, I don't care at all. And so, I mean, I guess if you can say it wasn't a bad trailer, then maybe it'll be good. But, I mean, really, the, the trailers for the Transformers movies are never bad. They're just filled with action. And mm-hmm. actually, this one kind of had more story involved with it, or at least a little more, like, heart to it. So... I still don't really want to see it if I have to go to it or if I'm bored and I want to use my movie pass, I'll go see it maybe. Right. But, and it has John Cena. So. <laughs> well, you didn't go to Ferdinand. I didn't, but I, I mean, you can't see him. 
Do you think uh, Do you think Transformers <laughs> is going to get an Oscar nomination? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Animated movie featuring John Cena. They're get one for fu- one so far. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, that's the only trailer I watched. What, okay. did you, what have you seen? Well, I got an ass load. <laughs> so I'll talk about one first that I didn't really know. I've heard of this movie. I didn't really know what it's about. And I saw the trailer. Uh, it's... I think it's, I don't know if it's directed by Peter Jackson, but I know he's definitely involved. It's called Mortal Engines. Have you heard of this movie? I have. I have heard of this, yeah. So I don't really even, after seeing the trailer, I don't even know what the premise was, really. But I just know that cities are on, like, cars, basically, giant cars now, basically. Yeah, they it looks float like. around the world, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, it looks like the overall story is going to be involved with uh, kind of a revenge plot, uh, basically, with the person on the London ship, the leader of the London ship, has done something. Uh, to, I don't know who ship the other pe- the people on, but it's a boy, it's a guy and a girl. Don't even know who the actors are, <laughs> but uh, they're they're on some revenge mission, and it just the trailer just showed a bunch of the cars moving and shit. So okay. whatever, I don't really care. Um, we'll see. I'll have to see more of it and kind of hear more of it as it comes out for me to get excited. But it looked cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this one is is based on a book. I think my brother actually has read this one, and he was recommending it to me. Um, apparently, there's a lot of of um, really interesting themes and overarching themes, I believe, of, like, government and world relations, I think. Um, but uh, probably the movie will steer into the sci-fi elements and the excitement mm-hmm. and action. So we'll see about this one. Um, but based on a book, so kind of a built-in fan base. We'll see how it does in the box office. Um, but uh, probably one that we'll have to we'll have to see. What's the release date on that one? I don't know. It, up- it just said coming soon on the trailer. Okay. I didn't really see. So it is, it is coming soon, folks. Don't, yeah. don't, uh, don't worry. You don't have to wait long. So uh, the, these next three, though, I'm, I'm much more excited about. The first one is something I had no idea was even coming out, and I'm really excited for it because this is probably one of my favorite genre of films. It's a movie called Peppermint. Have you heard of this? No, tell me more. So it stars Jennifer Garner, who I do not like, but <laughs> that that's... What, you did it, like her in Love, Simon. She's on the swing right now. This is completely different from Love, Simon <laughs> in a great way. Does she kill gays? Kill, yeah. She in the last movie, people. she loved a gay person. No, no. I don't think I don't think there's any gay people in this movie. Okay. So it's basically the trailer starts. It's uh, her. She's with her family, uh, just her husband and her daughter. Husband and daughter die. Boom. Ugh. They get shot, and she's in in court trying to to get these to get the people who did it. It's a gang. It seems like to get them in jail, and. Uh, the her attorney tries paying her off and saying like you know it's just you know this, let this go and he gives her like a bunch of money and she's like no and she doesn't she doesn't take it she you know tells in, in court these guys did it they still get off she disappears comes back five years later on a revenge mission what yeah my name is Jennifer Garner <laughs> Yeah, five years. I spent five years in hell, <laughs> and now I'm back. But she's not using a bow and arrow. She's using straight up fucking guns and knives, and it's it's basically taken, but with some time difference in there. Okay. And it looks fucking sweet. Um, Jennifer Garner is going to be Jennifer Garner. If you don't remember, got her big start on Alias. Exactly. No stranger to action. Yeah. So I'm I'm very pumped about that. It seemed like the trailer just shows a bunch of really cool like setups for her getting these people and and. Uh, a lot of sweet gun action, knife action, hand-to-hand action. I'm really excited for this movie. I, I had no idea I was going to be. So I would recommend checking that trailer out uh, for anyone. I think it's something you could even see and, and not have anything spoiled. Maybe I but, will check this out because you seem pretty – you're vibrating with excitement right I now. Fucking, so. I, love, I love revenge movies. <laughs> so 
I'm excited to uh, to check that one out. We had another Wreck-It Ralph trailer come out this week. Yeah, he's going to break the internet, right? He is. And we got a little bit more in-depth of that this time. So uh, you get to actually get to see him a little bit more and, and his friend. I can't remember who the girl's name is, who's voiced by Sarah Silverman. Uh, What is her name? She's like a bubblegum princess yeah. or some bullshit like that. Well, no, yeah, I guess she said she's a princess, but um, so yeah, you get to see them more. Uh, you get to see kind of the whole world. So they they go through their Fix It Felix machine, fly into the internet, and you get to see kind of the whole world. You get to see the internet, and there's a ton of Easter eggs, mm. uh, which is cool. I, I'm excited for that. I love little Easter eggs like that. Uh, really, the the meat of the trailer showed uh, the girl played by Sarah, Sarah Silverman, voiced by Sarah Silverman, going into the Disney princess vault basically okay and you get all of the disney princesses and there's some like funny interaction kind of talking about um you know how basically living in a male-dominated world those type of feminist jokes stuff Mm -hmm. like that which is really funny actually um but there i mean there there are some really good jokes uh in the trailer Uh, john John c Riley and sarah silverman have really good chemistry together so it's fun to listen to them it's just fun to see those characters again and I'm, i'm excited to see kind of where this leads them. It's like basically what the emoji movie could, for, I've heard this from other people too, that the, what the emoji movie could have been sure. if they treated it with care and didn't fill it full of poop jokes. <laughs> so I'm excited for this one. Is is this a movie that's on your radar? Yeah, I'll see Wreck-It Ralph. I really, really, see, here's the thing with this. I really liked Wreck-It Ralph. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it had heart. I thought it was funny. I thought it was really well made. I was very skeptical when I heard that they were going to make another one. I was not excited. Mm-hmm. And uh, the general reaction to this trailer is, is along with what you're saying. People mm-hmm. are getting excited for this movie. I will definitely see it. Uh, because of what I'm hearing about the trailer, I will go in with much more optimism. Yeah. I I, I mean, yeah, a lot of people love the first one, and, and I have no reason to doubt. Like, I, I think it's a, a really good premise that hasn't been done right yet. And in the hands of Disney, I think it can be done right. So. Well, they just have the rights to fucking everything. So yeah. they can put in whatever they well, want. Well, yeah, the, if, when they zoom in there, you can see like the Disney princesses, you can see Marvel, you see Disney World, you mm-hmm. see, there's so much shit. They showed Snapchat and, and IMDb and all this stuff. So Twitter, all that. So um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. Finally, the last trailer that I did not expect to see uh, now, which because the movie doesn't come out for eight, nine months, something like that. Uh, Lego Movie 2 got a trailer. I did. It's coming out that far from now? February. It comes out in February. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Lego Movie 2. Lego Movie 2. Uh, again, didn't expect to see it. I was scrolling through Twitter today and I saw like, uh, I think Elizabeth Banks had tweeted something about it. Or no, uh, uh, Stephanie Beatrice. She's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. She, she does a voice in this, the new one. Uh, new Lego movie, so she was really excited about it and tweeted that out. But tweeted that out. But uh, I, I put on this trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, sweet. And instantly, I like had a smile on my face because <laughs> I I forgot how much I loved the first movie. Mm-hmm. That movie's great. It's it's it really funny. Is. It has so much heart to it. It's great. And uh, just seeing those characters again, uh, Chris Pratt as as uh, Emmett. Emmett. Yeah, I almost thought Evan for a second. But as Emmett and uh, Elizabeth Banks as as Wild Style. Um, they, they're really the focus of the trailer. It seems like now they're in like a dystopian type world and there's, there's some aliens that come down to them. Sure. And it seems like they're going to go to space in this one. (laughs) So that'll be kind of funny. You got to see all the characters from the, from the, 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 uh, first movie, at least at some point, Batman was in there, of course. Uh, you know, you had, uh, the, the pony thing that gets really angry. (laughs) Alison Brie voices. Yeah, Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you get to see all of them in there and, and yeah, there's some really funny, really, really funny jokes in the trailer. I don't really want us to ruin them because I, you know, it's something I think you should see, but, uh, 
No, I'm I'm really excited for this. I've I've heard some people kind of not be as excited about it, but I thought yeah. the trailer was really good, and uh, it's I can't wait to revisit the the characters. I thought it's funny too because the first movie, a lot of people are very very skeptical, myself included, and because it's fucking Lego movie, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like what can you do with that? But I think with what they've set up just in that world and with the characters they have, I think honestly I I don't have any reason to doubt them. Um, some people were disappointed with like the Ninjago movie and, and the Lego Batman, but that they're different. I think, I think as an overall Lego movie, uh, you can do so much with it and not make it stale. And I think the, the cast in this one is much better than some of the other ones they built. So here's the thing about the Lego movie. And I think part of why people, maybe there, there's some pushback for this. The Lego movie came out and it was a surprise hit mm-hmm. and then was everywhere. It mm-hmm. was so ubiquitous. There was Lego this, Lego that. It was every commercial mm-hmm. that you can buy the entire game, the entire movie and real Legos. It was just so fucking everywhere that it got annoying. And a lot of people forgot how good that movie was, myself included. Mm-hmm. So when I heard there was going to be another Lego movie, I was like, oh, another Lego movie? There's so much Lego. And then I thought back on it as you were talking just now. And yeah, I really did enjoy that movie. I just got annoyed with all the other bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to try to forget all the all the stupid promos and shit that I've seen for this and, and really try to go enjoy Lego movie too. Uh, the second part, right? That's the subtitle. Yeah, the second part. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I heard Emmett's voice and, and kind of them go back into it, I, I had a smile on my face and I, I couldn't wait to see it. So yeah. I'm excited. One of the really, one of the all time uh, pleasant surprises for yeah. movies that you and I have been to. I and mean, we just went to fuck around like on a Sunday. Yeah. And uh, hung over. And then we came out of that movie like, fuck, that was really good and funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll be interested. They've taken some time. This doesn't seem like a rush job to, mm-hmm. to take advantage of a sequel. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Before we do some reviews, uh, Seth, you got some news for us. Got a whole ass load of news. So coming off of just talking about Lego movie, um, people are buying up toys like fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, to make into movies. I mean, we've had Battleship, we've had Ouija, all that shit. One that just got bought up and, and is, uh, sounds like is being made at this point is, uh, I don't know if you remember Creepy Crawlers. I, I, I remember the commercial for yeah. Creepy Crawler. Never had a Creepy Crawler myself. Yeah, I didn't mean either. Um, I don't know if you could pull, play a little bit of that, that trailer if you can. Yeah, here's, here's a commercial from 1993 for Creepy Crawlers. Creepy crawlers. That's that is a '90s ass commercial. We'll you, link we'll link to it in case you guys want to watch it. But that's remember, a '90s ass commercial. It is. Do you remember that creepy crawlers? I, I didn't, but now, but like now, I'm hearing it in my head, and that's yeah. I watched a lot of Nickelodeon, so so yeah, that that'll be made into a movie. Apparently, it was a cartoon, as I understand, back in the '90s. Okay, and it was basically like an evil doctor who made creepy crawlers i don't know who the the heroes of the show were but um i don't know if that'll be the premise of the movie or whatever it might be but i'm sure a lot of it's just to make more creepy crawlers again and have sell toys Mm -hmm. yeah this is a weird one Uh, i mean so were legos and they made that work so we'll see but uh yeah i don't know fucking creepy crawlers um so 
moving on here, we got we got a whole bunch of DC movie news uh, this week. Uh, first off is some news about the Penguin in the DC universe. Okay. Uh, so the Penguin is rumored to be the the lead villain in either at this point the the Batman movie, the Matt Reeves, or the Birds of Prey movie. Okay. So, and of course, Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, I know he's gotten a lot of resurgent from the the Gotham series, mm-hmm. uh, with with in terms of how they've played him. But uh, what do you think is the Penguin as the the lead villain, and kind of what would kickstart maybe the the, the Batman franchise, uh, the new one, or the or the Birds of Prey potential franchise with Harley Quinn? I, I think there's potential here. Um, it's interesting because the there's a Penguin problem similar to how there's a Joker problem, in that it's been done. A few times, and in, and in very, very different ways. Um, there was the DeVito Penguin. There was the original 60s Penguin. Uh, most recently, you have the Gotham Penguin. All are very different. Mm-hmm. So which one do you go for? Um, I suspect that it will be a dark and gritty version of the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got an interesting backstory. He's got his, his gangster mob ties. Uh, that provides pretty good uh, disposable henchmen. So uh, that can make for some good action. He's a pretty maniacal motherfucker, and he can be very scary, um, if in you know in the way of the the Devito one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess you know I, I'm not I'm not jazzed up for seeing the Penguin, but I think he makes sense. Um, I don't know about him in a Batfleck movie, and I don't know what the latest is. There's been so much talk about uh, Ben Affleck and the Matt Reeves one. Um, I just, it, I don't really know. I can't picture a penguin that jives with his bat fleck. Um, but you know, people smarter than me are working on this. I think it's an interest. It's a good choice. He's a popular one. He'll be, he'll have a draw. I'll be very interested to see how they go with it creatively. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would trust anything Matt Reeves does at this point with, with coming off the apes franchise. So I'm, I'm excited to see, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just a bit of, um, almost like, duh, <laughs> uh, wonder woman, course sequels coming out next year i think uh both patty jenkins and i think jeff johns or jeff Loeb, they're comic book guys who work in the dc movies um posted on their twitter it kind of like it's their header it says wonder woman or ww84 which is what people are speculating is wonder woman 84 okay. so that would be like cold war time oh okay so Kind of get, yeah. get an this idea. This is exactly what I fucking wanted out of Wonder Woman this whole time. <laughs> especially when they, sorry to hijack this, especially when they came out with her in Justice League in modern day. No, mm-hmm. fuck that. Give me Wonder Woman in every major war since World War One. That's what I want to fucking see. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's my thought. That was like, but now they're, they're skipping over World War II. So, well, they can go back to it, though. Yeah, I guess they could. But uh, yeah, I, I, the 80s is kind of a, an interesting time frame to do a, a movie in. Um, just because it, it can, the 80s can take over an aesthetic of a movie. Mm-hmm. Something like an Atomic Blonde that we saw. So, um, we'll see. I, I, I'm excited for what they're doing. Because, again, they, they did a very good job with the first one. And, and I want to see more Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot's awesome. So. Yeah, give me more. One of, the, one of the very few times you'll hear me say this. But please give me Gal Gadot shot more as a hero than as a sex object. Yeah. A la Justice League, please. Yeah, uh, and I know that Patty Jenkins and crew will do that, so yeah. I'm ready to take her more seriously than as a piece of meat. And then last bit of uh, DC DC movie news here. Uh, something just announced before we became before we came on here. Uh, Jared Wait, Leto. is this is this breaking news? Kinda. Break yourself, fool. And that's when you break. <laughs> Tight. 
Good enough for me. If it came out today, I consider it breaking so we can hit that sound. Uh, all right, go ahead with it. So Jared Leto is now getting his own Joker movie. Separate, uh... fr- separate from the Scorsese one. This is just a, just a Jared Leto movie. Uh, again, now kind of competing alongside with the Harley Quinn series mm-hmm. of movies. So I personally didn't hate him as Joker. No. That movie sucked. And... There were some things that were very, very wrong with it. I kind of wanted to see more of him as Joker. Yeah. Um, I think that the movie, that movie could have used more of him as Joker. But uh, it's, I, I would rather see if, I obviously we're not going to get, it's just, I think it's going to get confusing and it's going to get convoluted with the number of different versions of characters that we get. I would rather see a Scorsese and, and what do they say, Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. Joker. But uh, I mean, if they're going to give us more Joker, I guess. I, I did like him. I thought he was fine in Justice in uh, Suicide Squad. I think his character is lumped in with the shittiness of that movie maybe a yeah. little too often. I think he's fine. They went in a different direction. I think it's okay. Um, I don't like the idea of putting this out around the same time as uh, the other Scorsese Joker. There's, I, you're only going to get compared to it. Yeah. I, I don't think that's part of it. There's nothing good that's going to come but, of it. Yeah, I don't think it'll be the same time. I don't think it'll be like the same year or anything like that, but... It's in the works, and there's a million fucking projects in the work there. So yeah, and this whole I think every all this DC stuff, you know, Birds of Prey and and Harley Quinn stuff, it just none of it sounds appealing. It just sounds like a big clusterfuck over there. I'm glad they're putting stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's it's stuff I'm interested in seeing, but in terms of like a whole universe, I, it's just not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one more bit of uh, superhero movie news is and and it goes over to the Sony Spider-Man universe of movies. Uh, Silver and Black, which was announced a while back, is now being pulled back from its release schedule, mm-hmm. and is now be this the whole script is being reworked from the bottom up. So uh, they are completely scrapping everything and and redoing it. Uh, that of course is Silver Sable and Black Cat. Um, the, so there's a couple things I think that are can be taken away from this. One is that. Uh, what does this mean for like Venom and the overall universe of the Sony mm-hmm. movies? And two, um, my thought of it is it's probably a good thing because they aren't just going to put out crap to put out crap. Right. They're redoing it from the bottom up. So it, it could mean both. It could mean just one of them. Uh, it, I don't know if we, I know when they announced it, we kind of talked about it, but is this something that you're still looking forward to? Um, is this something that you just kind of hope it goes away potentially? Um, I'm not going to be disappointed if it goes away completely, but anything in the Spider-Man universe is something I'm interested in. Um, I think this is a really unnecessary and frankly strange selection, but I could see it being done well. And I'm with you. I, I'm opt- I think it's good. If they're willing to, to push a movie back, tear it down and restart one, I think it's a project they believe in. And two, I think they want to get it right. And how many times have we seen a rush job get put out that should have maybe been delayed justice league Han mm-hmm. solo? Um, Han Solo, maybe not a shit job, but they had some issues that maybe right. could have been fixed if they had pushed it back. So uh, I am all for any studio doing things like this. Um, for, uh, all this being tied down to release dates, I think before too long, I think will become sort of a thing of the past. But right now we're living in the age where it still is. You, you buy a release date two years early and, and you have to hit it. Mm-hmm. And um, what Fox Marvel, uh, sorry, uh, Sony Marvel is saying here is that uh, we would rather put out a good product than get you something and get our dollars. So I, I'm appreciative of this, honestly. That actually brings up a good point and something I was going to talk about and forgot. Um, so the movie, there's a movie coming out here, well, it's supposed to be coming out in a few weeks, called Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the... Uh, Andrew Garfield, right? Yep. 
Andrew Garfield movie, kind of like a psychological thriller type movie looking um, mystery that got pushed back to now to December 7th. Okay. So again, a couple things that are, and I haven't seen a ton of chatter about this one, but so a couple of conclusions I could draw from that. One is that I think it's been seen by people. I think it's come out at festivals and stuff mm-hmm. and maybe they're getting some negative reaction, maybe going back to reshoot some or edit some or something like that. But two, they pushed it back and I didn't know until I just looked, they pushed it back to December 7th. That is prime Oscar time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's that is that it's really good. People are loving it and they want to push it back to right before the Oscars so that people remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you look at Bohemian Rhapsody and they were supposed to come out in December or the end of November and they pushed to the beginning of November. So I think there's a lot of jumbling going on. Uh, have you heard anything about this movie at all? Have you, did you watch the trailer for Under it? the Silver Lake? Yeah. Uh, I know people are really excited about it. Um, I've only heard people really psyched. Um, I haven't seen any trailers or anything like that, but I'm told that it's a very uh, thrilling psychological thriller for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, just a really well done one. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Garfield is amazing when people let him run. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Hacksaw Ridge, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, he he can lead, as as is, has been proven with Hacksaw Ridge, he can lead an Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. If they think this is an Oscar movie, I, and I don't know, I don't have firsthand knowledge or anything like that, I bet it's more likely that that's the case. I think they know yeah. they have a really good movie on their hands and they want to get it out in December, which makes me very excited. This is another case where I'm not upset by being made to wait. Mm-hmm. If it's good, um, and it and could be both. Mm-hmm. It could have been, yeah, here's a really great movie. It could have tested really well, but they still are seeing some issues. They're buying themselves some more time to re-edit and putting it out during prime Oscar time. I like this. Yeah, I'm excited. I've, I, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, I think it's supposed to come out in July. So uh, I guess I'll push back a couple more months to get it more towards Oscar season if I have to. Yep, there you go. Uh, in uh, our weekly Men in Black casting news. <laughs> um, we need a sounder for Men in Black. Yeah, we do. Here comes the man in black. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, we have a, another another uh, comedic actor joining the cast. Kumail Nanjiani yeah. is now joining the cast of Men in Black. He's going to be playing a an alien, it sounds like. So, okay. yeah. so maybe just lending the voice. Uh, maybe he'll be a Balchinian, like from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from Men in Black 2. Who knows? But... Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. What this cast is really shaping up it to be really, something. It really, it really took the words right out of my mouth. This is shaping up to be a big time good comedy, uh, really, really fucking funny movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, Men in Black had some, I think, some good decent action in the original uh, trilogy. There, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, do you almost think they're starting to lean more toward the comedy than the action? And do you welcome that? I think that they. I think that the the original ones had some had a good mix of it. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be both. I mean, you got Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson who are both got some action action experience. They're, yeah. yeah, they're both act- Liam Neeson too. Look at him. Liam Neeson's from Tooken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think they'll. I think they'll have enough. I think they have enough of a mix there that it'll still have that good mix. Uh, have a lot of really funny people in it, and uh, maybe maybe a cameo from Agent uh, J and K. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do hope so. Yeah. Uh, I, this movie is quickly climbing my list of uh, excitement. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when are we expecting this? It's I don't still think they've early. announced anything yet. Okay, so maybe it's still a couple years out, but... Yeah. Yeah, and now this could go horribly, but uh, I'm excited. I think this is interesting. I like the way the cast is shaping up. Oh, yeah. Well, talking about casting here, uh, it's something I saw out of complete nowhere, um, and I don't know how I feel about this, but they're talking another Willy Wonka movie. 
and it's apparently going to be a prequel to the Willy Wonka story. Now, listen to the cast here. Um, so to potentially play Willy Wonka in a prequel, uh, they're, they're talking Ezra Miller, Ryan Gosling, or Donald Glover. What? <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell? What In what world are you deciding between those three people? <laughs> All what vastly different. <laughs> what kind of movie is it? Honestly, I think based on what we have seen in the past, uh, I, th- I like Ezra Miller as a younger Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Gosling's too, he's just too sexy to be Willy Wonka, honestly. He, Willy Wonka's supposed to be weird looking. Donald Glover, I'm intrigued. <laughs> My hope is that he does a Teddy Perkins. <laughs> I don't know what that means. From so. uh, Atlanta? Yeah, I know. I know I know that it's from Atlanta. I don't know what it means. Okay. Um, but I'm... You need to fucking watch Atlanta. That's I your know, goddamn problem. Whatever, whatever. Um, huh. That's my, my official response to Donald Glover being in the mix is, huh. Okay. That's all I got. I don't okay. Know. I don't really... And honestly, I don't give a shit about Willy Wonka. I, I, I've never cared about it. Um, but... I don't know. We'll see. I could definitely see Donald Glover dancing around and acting a fool. Ezra Miller has that wackiness. You know, we saw a little bit of it in The Flash, and dude's got some range. I don't like Ryan Gosling for it at all, um, unless it's going to be Willy Wonka and the Sex Factory. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Is fucking Willy Wonka? I'd, whatever. I'd, not everything needs to have a prequel, people. I guess that's 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 the other thing I want to emphasize here. Not every fucking person needs an origin story. So <laughs> let's go to the next thing. Uh, and last bit of last bit of movie news here before I head into a review. We got uh, a bit of news on. So no, we I, th- I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but Hasbro acquired the rights to the Power Rangers. Um, I did hear this. And, I, this is interesting. And so they they also own Transformers. They own GI Joe. They own they own. Uh, oh, there's another big one that they own now too. They own a bunch of movies, and they're they're trying to create or. A, toy franchises and they're trying to create uh what's called the AllSpark universe and they're they're already mixing up uh this it's it's a classic 80s franchise that i can't remember and and they're gonna with gi joe into a movie and there's been some rumors about now trans now that power rangers is owned by them how they might be incorporated but they did say that there is a power rangers sequel being discussed and potentially in the works. So from from what would have been last summer's Power Rangers, um, I personally would love to see a sequel from with those same people and kind of go into the Tommy Oliver thing, like it was tweet teased at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also wouldn't mind them rebooting it too. But I don't know which would would you rather see a direct sequel or would you rather see a, a, a reboot with kind of going into it again, maybe just going right into the Green Ranger or something like that. I'm okay either way. There, there are things I liked in the first Power Rangers that I, I would like to see expounded upon, but I did have my problems with it. If they did come out with a brand new one, I don't think it has to be the Green Ranger episode. There's a lot of good, really good Power Rangers before Tommy Oliver ever shows up. So they could go any direction in this. Um, I, I kind of welcome, a, maybe if I have, if I had my choice right now, gun to my head, uh, maybe I'd, I'd say Reboot. Um, I like the idea of bringing in a, an even younger cast than they did and setting up a potential for several movies. Ha, like half of these actors are 30 <laughs> or they would be before another movie came out and they're supposed to be high school kids. So uh, I do like the idea of bringing in younger actors, rebooting it, um, just sort of kind of uh, recreating the aesthetic. Um, I thought that the most recent movie was a little Iron Manny for my taste. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I like to see it changed up a little bit. But if they did come out with the same cast, I, I enjoyed that cast a lot. Um, the out of suit stuff I thought worked really well for me in that movie. So if they did come out and it was a re- and it was a sequel, I'd be perfectly fine with it. But given I think given my brothers, it'd be it'd be a, a hard reboot. I, I wouldn't mind either way. I, st- I think though that they'd be better off with having a Tommy because I think that's what everyone knows. Yeah. And I think that that's what's going to build build the franchise. Unfortunately, I just th- don't think like if they would have continued with that franchise, the guy who plays Jason, who I don't know, I just know he was in Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, that he would have he he would have been overshadowed by the Tommy. I think, and I, I think that that's not the star you build off of. I think it's right. I think it's the Tommy. That's who you build the franchise off of. So he he's just so deep with the Power Rangers lore and mythos that uh, it's it's going to. Ha- I mean, look at now the you know who Jason David Frank, you know, mm-hmm. is, is Tommy and he's still the guy that's you know, he's, he's championing the, the power ranger stuff. So I think that, I think that either way you have to kick it off with Tommy somehow. Now, does it have to be the green, the, you know, the green ranger saga or can we, can you just give us a power rangers that already includes Tommy Oliver? Do you have to see his origin? I think, I think that's the best story out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think you'd be doing a service not to do it, to be honest. Sure. I can see that. I think it's one of those things like, you know, like the Spider-Man and Batman origins where, man, I'm just I'm just so sick of hearing about it and talking about it. But it really is about the most cinematic thing. Yeah. About each of those character stories. So I, I agree with you. I think fans are going to want that done on the big screen and done well. Uh, so I'm OK with it. But also I'm a little bit fatigued out. I've, I've never been a huge fan of Tommy uh, like a lot of folks are. So any any Power Rangers they give me will be good. I think uh, I think you're right. Though. I think the Green Ranger uh, saga will will have the biggest draw. So we'll see what they do. Either way, I think either way, I think we'll have some type of Tommy in there. All right, you you were you weren't lying. You did have a shitload of news this week, uh, and we've been through it all. Of course, folks. Uh, that being um, all the news for today. If you see a story out there that you want us to talk about, tweet it at us at Soko Show Pod, and uh, and we'll bring it up on the show. Uh, don't forget also to tweet at us. Let us know what you thought of all the stories today. Before we wrap up, we got a movie to review. I'm interested to see, I saw a little bit of this movie while you were watching, and I, so I'm interested to see kind of what your thoughts were on the whole <laughs> thing. Uh, what'd, you, what'd you watch this week? So I watched a movie that I've heard a lot of people kind of talking about online, uh, a lot of celebrities talking about, a lot of like uh, movie reviewers that I know uh, talk about as well. It's a movie called Revenge. So it's a movie, it's a first-time director, it's a foreign director. I, I think she's from, like, maybe Spain or Mexico or something. I don't know. Spain. <laughs> but uh, her name's Coralie Fargit. I can't pronounce that because it's definitely foreign. <laughs> um, and the movie actually has kind of a foreign, a lot of foreign elements involved. Um, the whole begin, and I actually, I started the movie up, and I'm like, and it has, like, all of the, the like, beginning, you know, title screens and everything in... It must be Spanish. I couldn't tell. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, shit, is this a foreign film? And I'm like, <laughs> not gonna, and there's not going to be any English. No, there, there's plenty of English in this movie. Um, it's it it has uh, it stars an English uh, speaking lead, but uh, really, there's not a whole lot of people in it. Uh, the the only the really the main star, the woman of the movie, uh, main woman in the movie, Matilda Ann Link Ingrid Lutz is her name. She was the lead in the Rings reboot. Who? Or, sequel whatever it was um as expectations are low for this review now so (laughs) 
Well, she, I don't know. I didn't see that movie. Is she bad in it? That movie, you know what? You did see that movie, Seth. We watched it fucking together at Mike Vandenhall's house. Rings? The the reboot? Yeah. We watched it and you when? fell asleep. Oh, okay. It was like six months ago. Sure. <laughs> you fucking, you've seen at least part of that movie. I remember that for a fucking fact because I never wanted to watch that movie, but we watched it instead. Shout out to Mike Vandenhall once again for the sweet ass uh, Soko Show Studios sign that we have now. Well, I didn't um, want to watch and it. I fell asleep. not shout out for having us watch Rings. Okay. That movie was shit garbage. Well, I fell asleep. So anyway, that was sorry. I didn't mean to get so impassioned about it. But tell us how the lead actress was uh, hopefully better in this flick. Well, so just to kind of tell you about the movie in general. So it, it's a movie. Basically, I mean, there's not a whole because it, there's there's a there's a lot of there, there's a, there's subtitles and there's not a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, dialogue in general in this movie. Uh, it's the the basic plot is is this kind of like Playboy business guy or politician i think is what they end up saying he's and he's a politician uh flies in on a helicopter has the lead girl um she's clearly from la because she has a shirt that says i love la on it of course <laughs> so uh like hot blonde whatever and you can tell that they're on, they're there on like a weekend and they're you know hooking up find out that he uh, has a wife and she knows about her and uh all of a sudden Kind of later on, maybe like the next day or so, two uh, basically like, I guess, Hispanic looking dudes walk in. You can find out that they're the buddies of the main guy and they're there for like a hunting trip or a hunting weekend. And so you kind of get the skeezy vibe from them the entire time from the two dudes, especially one of them. Um, the, the politician leaves for whatever reason and the... One of the guys ends up, of course, as the movie's called Revenge, uh, as you might guess, he, he rapes, rapes her, right? And the guy comes back, the politician comes back, he gets real pissed off because he, you know, the, the, the guy who rapes her confesses and he's acting like he's going to solve it all. Well, the, the, the woman's like, I don't want to be solved. I just want to go home. I'm going to tell your wife if you just don't let me go home. Uh, events, events unfold and basically they think that they've killed this girl now and so that's where the movie really kicks off and it becomes a story of revenge and i don't think there's any more dialogue basically after that point there's just a few things like between the the skeezy guys and the and the politician but it's really just kind of a a, a slow paced gnarly <laughs> gnarly uh I wouldn't even say action movie, just like re- revenge movie. Like, like I talk about, I love revenge movies. This is this is a, a gnarly, slow paced revenge movie. There's some really nasty effects. Um, there, like some really nasty effects. <laughs> um, and you get, I mean, it's it's without a whole lot of dialogue through just like kind of the the performances, the expressions, and really just like the the story in general. You 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 kind of you, you root for this girl to to get that revenge, you know. And it, it's it's really I mean it's 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 a tough watch at some through some of the 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 effects, but I think it's really it is a is a worth it movie to watch because it it's it's told in a different kind of vein than like a I spit on I don't know if you've seen the movie I spit on your grave have you ever seen uh, that I've not seen it but I they, am aware of it they made they made it as original movie I saw the remake that came out like ten fifteen years ago okay. which people some people liked. Um, just kind of like a, you know, that that's a revenge movie, but it's told from a female perspective because it's directed and written by a female and, and of course, the lead and everything. And it's much more empowering 
I think, than a lot of those. Those other ones kind of come from a weak state. Even mm-hmm. maybe like the movie Breaking In, I didn't see that one. But it seemed like even that it kind of had that same, like, kind of comes from a weak state. This from right after the when she gets to the point where she's going to start the revenge. Then you know, like, oh, shit, it's she's, on. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, a couple things. So as, as a whole, I did really like this movie and I think it's something to, to, it's hard to, to get through, but it, I think it's worth it. Um, some things, some things I thought though, that maybe could have been done a little better. Um, there are some points where the, there's levels of realism that are kind of go over the edge and you're not going to get the most realistic movie out of something like a revenge movie. It's right. just, it's just not possible. But some things I thought basically in terms of when they think they kill her, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's not she wouldn't survive that. Right. And so I'm like, that took me out of it for a second. Um, also some of like the, like there, she's tripping balls on something and there's some like just really intense visuals that kind of went over and over, go over again. It felt out of place. So there's some things that kind of felt out of place there. Um, other than that though, there wasn't a whole lot of negatives for me. Um, it did go over the top at times, but it not in, in too much of a way that, that, it was too much of a negative uh, along with kind of like the whole story. I did love, actually loved the overall visuals. There were some really cool things they did with like insects that almost told the story through that, which was cool. Huh. So like they, they showed some insects and how they were being treated and kind of their place in nature, things like that, that I thought was really cool. And it was like a visual rep- representation of the the movie going on. Um, it just looked beautiful too for being an independent film uh, and they shot it must have shot out in the desert somewhere um, they had some really good shots with that and they used the landscape really well for kind of some of the setups so that was cool um, there was a shit ton of blood and <laughs> yeah. this, like an ass load of blood in this movie um, so they, they apparently had their effects going but there, there was actually some some of the effects were actually pretty spot on too um, again, maybe a little over over the top at times, but in terms of like the the cuts and things like that, they they did a good job there. And I did think for the little amount of dialogue that was in this, the performances were really really good too. Uh, they told stories without having to say anything that that really made me believe it. So, oh, uh, as a whole, I would say if you have it's it, the movie's still quote unquote in theater, so it's a little more pricey to rent. I think it's like seven bucks to rent it. Um, but if you have that and you have have an hour and 40 minutes, I would re- recommend checking this out if you're not around people who can uh, don't don't have a, a strong stomach, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely some trigger warnings uh, to be made at the beginning of that movie. Um, yeah, this was kind of an obscure movie. Uh, I know it was recommended to you on some other uh, some other podcasting really kind of coming out of nowhere, but, but everything I've heard about it has been positive. Um, certainly a better turn from the lead actress than we saw in rings. Yeah. Um, no, she was really good. I, I did watch about 10 minutes of this. Uh, and as I was passing through the room and man, you're right. There's some gruesome shit. Yeah. Uh, there's some trippy sections there with, uh, with some drugs that are being taken and it just seemed to have, I agree with you a really interesting aesthetic. Um, but yeah, just a kind of an obscure movie just from the sounds of it in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so one that, uh, you know, if it is, you know, $7 and you might have to do a little searching to find it, uh, you're telling the folks at home that it's worth the extra effort to get a hold of this one. Yeah. It, you don't have to do a whole lot of searching. It's on like Google play and voodoo and all that stuff. Okay, so good. you can get it pretty much anywhere. Uh, Amazon, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a little pricier, but I definitely would recommend it. Uh, it's, it's, I think, I think it, it, 
it tells a really good story without having to say a whole lot. Sure. So I, I really enjoyed it. And for anyone who's a fan of like the, the, you know, like the revenge genre, like I was talking about, it doesn't do it in an extreme action way. Like you would see like a taken or probably how that peppermint movie is going to be, but uh, it does it in, in a much more hard hitting and, and kind of a, uh, overall it has, a, has more of a, more of a message than some of those other ones. Okay. I may have to check this out because it's, it sounds like there's more depth to it than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting just some gory kill shots. Uh, sounds like there's a little more under the surface than that. And yeah, not not a ton of not a ton of kills. I mean, there's only a few characters in the movie, but uh, you, I mean, it does tell some stories like perseverance, and uh, you, you do have to get past like the first maybe 20 minutes. You won't realize that by watching the first 20 minutes or so. Because mm-hmm. I know you you caught a bit of the beginning too, and it seemed yeah not like that. But once it gets into the revenge story, that's when it really kicks in and and. Again, without saying a whole lot, it, it tells a tells a really good story. Well, good, good. The movie is Revenge. Uh, we'll link to a trailer or, or where you can rent it down below. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Watch it. Let us know what you think. Uh, don't forget to tweet at us at uh, Seth O. Ott if you want to talk about Revenge, uh, at underscore Cody Michael if you want to uh, discuss your hatred of rings. Uh, and as always, at Soko Show Pod if you're going to recommend any stories or uh, some sheet tweets or some Gary Busey craziness. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever it is you may be listening. Also, don't forget to get out there to YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. <laughs> Haven't had a ride home in a couple weeks because of Solo. We're hoping to get one up this weekend. I think the movie's Hotel Artemis. Yep. Uh, that we're going to be going to see. So uh, keep and an Jer- eye out on the channel for that. Jared's doing work right now. Yeah, he posted, I think, two as today as of this recording for uh, Bumblebee and, and Lego Movie 2. So definitely check those out. There you go. We'll link to those as well as the trailers we discussed today down below. Don't forget, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Get out there and uh, and get get yourself an audiobook and 30 free days of the service for free. <laughs> I don't even know what that noise was. Free backwards. Was gross. Big show coming up next week, and it'll be yet another Octaversary. We'll find, we'll find a way to make it special, no doubt. Um, but until then... This has been Squirrel Nuts, and for my <laughs> for my good friend Seth Ott, uh, this has been episode 47, and we will see you next week. Salutations! Bye!